Hello, everyone. I'm Pete. And I'm Tanya. This is What's the Dill? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Let me check. I don't even know what episode it is. We can just call it 13. for It's episode 13. Number 13. Oh, I am good. <laughs> Welcome back. That was a good guess. How did you know 13? Because I know things. <laughs> so how are you feeling today, Tanya? I feel good. I had the blues today, I guess you could say. Call them the blues because it's it's like cold and cloudy outside and I a struggle with that a lot. So it was a good day in that like I worked and that was good. But what's a cold and cloudy Texas day? <laughs> cold and cloudy Texas day is uh, 65 degrees and cloudy and I didn't get to go out into the sunshine. So. <laughs> we get a little spoiled with the sunshine. And also when it's 62 degrees and cloudy, we're like, wow, this winter is crazy right now. That's true. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing well. What's the weather like for you guys? Because I think we saw it was snowing in some places. Yeah. It was rainy and cold. Again, it was even cold for us in the low 60s right now in October. <laughs> yeah, I think you said, Pete, earlier today that throughout the country, it's it was showing like a cold wind a lot of snow in places. Cold front. A cold front, as we Texans call it. <laughs> a cold front. Low 60s, a cold front. <laughs> All right, so Tanya, what are we talking about today? Today's a good topic. I like the topic we're talking about today. It's it's fun, but it also reveals a lot about us. It's kind of like a little bit of a, a treasure key to understanding more about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're talking about our missionary work and we actually did this individually so we've never done like missionary work as a married couple but it definitely shaped us individually and that's why we kind of wanted to talk about it oh that's a good idea should we go do missionary work together should we go off somewhere and build a church or (laughs) i feel like you're calling me on and i don't want yeah i just put you on the spot should we do it tanya should we go out to a different land and do that no i don't feel called to that right now i think texas is calling us yeah that's right it was such an important part of our life in our mid-20s, our early to mid-20s. Um, so it can help people understand a little bit about us and where we're coming from with our lives, our perspectives. Because um, I know the years that I spent doing this missionary work helped shape how I view the world. Um, and I think the term missionary work or missionary is very, very broad term. Like, it can mean a lot to a lot of different people. Right. Um, the Mormons have a rich tradition of being missionaries. <laughs> um, you know, we did our own kind of individual missionary work. You were on college campuses. I was in a couple different countries. Um, so it has, like, a broad term. But what would you say, Tanya, is the definition of what we did as missionaries? Okay, you're putting me on the spot again. <laughs> I think for us, it was a time to give of self. And it was a time for us to kind of look at our life and be like, this is a time in my life where I have the opportunity to really go and give to others. And 
again, individually, separately, because we hadn't met, we kind of both had a fire to do that. And like you said, it's broad. I mean, I was in the States. You know, it's not, I think when you say the word missionary, I think a lot of people think you like went to Africa and you lived there. And, um, but it's not, it doesn't always look like that. This is exactly why sometimes I put you on the spot, Tanya, with these questions. I don't reveal all of the questions that we are going to do because you give such perfect, candid answers. I literally could not have said that better. In fact, I wrote down some of those words you just said. Um, it's a very broad term, being a missionary, but I love what you just said. It's about giving of ourselves, giving of ourselves to others, a dedicated time to give to others. Um, and we were both lucky. We felt a calling and we were also in the state of life to be able to go out and be missionaries. Um, not everyone is so lucky. Not everyone has the opportunities, um, the stability, the family stability in their life to go out and do missionary work. We were lucky we were able to. Um, so I always felt very blessed, actually, to be able to go out and be um, a missionary, to do missionary work. Yeah, and I think not everybody's called to it either, and that doesn't mean anything. That's not, like, better or worse, but some people are called to, like— get married right out of college and start a family. And that's like one specific calling and, um, a career or yeah. Some people are called to like, I really want to start investing in my career. And by age like 30, they are like, they've made it. How can I give back now? Right. Now I want to give back. I'm 33 years old. I want to be able to give back with my surplus, with my, um, I don't know, my time. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, I agree. The kind of, this radical missionary, what we kind of think of this kind of like, wow, going off to foreign lands or going off in America to go be a missionary, you know, what, what, you know, holding shovels, taking pictures of the shovels, you know, this radical call of being a missionary of going out into foreign lands or our America land, like not everyone's going to have that call. Um, and I think what you said is really cool is that we all have our mission when we're 22, 23, um, but what I learned through this missionary work is that we're always kind of on a mission. It just might look differently. That's one of the lessons I've learned of which I'll get into later is that we're always on a mission. It just might look different. So we had very specific times of being missionary, um, where we went out and did these radical things and people are like, wow, like that's crazy. You're just like going off and helping people for free. And it's like, yeah, but the lessons I learned, one of them is that we're always on a type of mission to be helping others, to be giving to others. So yes, we had specific times to do it, but it's a lifelong commitment to helping others. Right. I, I definitely learned that too, that it's a lifelong um, theme. It's like a lifelong lesson um, that I learned that I will forever be like on mission. It is going back to like the calling. It is a noble calling, but it's not any more noble than, again, like jumping into a career, any more noble than like starting a family right out of college. And I think that's also very important to point out because there could also be this like glorified w view on missionary work. And um, that's not what we want to convey. <laughs> I agree 100%. You know, because when you're telling people some of the work you do, like, oh, I was actually just like a missionary in the Philippines, like it was. And people kind of have this, like, oh, I do good things too. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm not judging you. I'm not judging that I do better things than you. You know, like, hey, uh, I want you to know that I did this missionary work. And just to really let you know, 
that I, I'm, a, I'm a better person than you. Right. Like that is not what we're trying to do. Um, and actually what's crazy is doing the missionary work led me to to find that out, what you just said, Tanya, that actually isn't more noble than a person who's um, working nine to five and then maybe giving time on the weekends or uh, working nine to five to help support a lot of these missionary and nonprofit causes. Um, it's all a part of the mystical body, as we call it. But I agree 100%, Tanya. That's a very important thing to talk about, that this is not a way to be like, hey, we're patting ourselves on the back for how good of people we are. Right, exactly. Um, but it's that it's to illustrate a specific time in our lives of which to help inform who we are as adults. Yeah. Okay, Tanya, let's jump into our specific years and times of missionary. I graduated college 2013, and while I was in college, I was heavily involved in a nonprofit faith-based organization called St. Paul's Outreach, and they basically, like, go around the country, different campuses, basically, like, evangelizing, um, basically doing campus ministry, essentially. And um, when I graduated, I just felt called to it. I wanted to do it. and. And working for this nonprofit was a challenge because I had to fundraise my salary. I was going to move away. I had never left Texas. I lived in Texas my whole life. This was the first time I was taking that step out. And it definitely pushed me and it challenged me. And there were many times where I thought, like, do I actually want to do this work or should I not? I'm comfortable here. I had also applied to get a master's said no to that, to go do this. And that's another like, okay, wait, did I just pass up an opportunity that I should have gone to get my master's? Um, All that to say, I did end up working for the nonprofit and they moved me to Atchison, Kansas. And I uh, was a missionary at Benedictine College. So how long were you a missionary, Tanya? So I was a missionary for two years. And then funny enough, I stayed in Kansas for another year. So I was in Kansas for three years. If I would not have done that missionary work, if I would not have done work for that nonprofit, I would have never met you because I met our friends that we met at the wedding at through this nonprofit, St. Paul's Outreach. You want a spouse? Go be a missionary. That's what (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. Um, So what was... (laughs) You're you're, in, uh, you're interviewing, interviewing you. Me. I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for that answer, Tanya. <laughs> what would you say was a really big lesson or a um, something you learned while for, from being a missionary? That I will be okay if I'm not at home. That I will be okay away from my comfort zone. That was the biggest takeaway I took personally, and it helped me so much. Yeah, I found that too. Um, the being away from home in like a radical way and like you're off somewhere else doing something else is very powerful. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute though. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome, Tanya. Um, thank you for sharing that. Any more questions? <laughs> so yeah, that was a little bit about my story um, in missionary work. Now I get to interview Pete and ask him <laughs> where... Did you do your missionary work? What was it like? Give me a little summary of it. So I graduated college in 2012. Um, 
I felt something in me, like you said, Tanya, to give of self. Uh, I just felt a call in me. What I found out later was a radical call to do service work. Um, I had the opportunity to go to the Philippines um, and work with uh, a community that does a lot of um, like campus ministry, like you said, youth ministry. They do jail ministries. They do uh, building. They kind of are an umbrella organization that's connected to a lot of different people and places within Manila, Philippines. Um, so I was able to tap in with a ton of organizations and do all sorts of work and service. Um, and so I kind of had some opportunities after college to have jobs. And I was like, you know what? No, I think I need to go to the Philippines. So I went to the Philippines and it was a crazy, wild, fun, uh, joyful, hard, challenging experience. It was my first time leaving the country. So then I land in Manila, Philippines. And it's like this kind of, you know, crazy, different country. And I was like, wow, like this is so different. Um, but it was super grace filled time. Um, I felt a lot of power in being like on mission, doing this service work. It wasn't like I was just in this foreign land away from my friends and family. It was like, no, I was here for a reason and it was to help people to give of myself. And so that, that really was like inspiring me. I was inspiring myself, (laughs) but it was really, um, uh, an inspired time. Uh, so I came back from that after a year and then I felt like, okay, I want to keep doing this. Maybe I want to be a missionary again. Maybe I want to go do service work somewhere else. Um, maybe I want to go work for an NGO or nonprofit. I wasn't sure, but I had another friend who connected me with an organization in Ecuador called Mission Santa Maria. And this organization is, it's an orphanage and a school and a boarding school that, uh, is in the coast of Ecuador. And, um, it's an impoverished little town and these kids come from very impoverished backgrounds and uh, a lot of them are orphans and they have this uh, kind of religious sisters that help run the school, help run the orphanage. And um, so I went there and I was there for about nine months and that was a lot of fun. Again, crazy, fun, awesome time, beautiful. It's literally on the Pacific coast, fell asleep to the sound of the Pacific ocean every night. Um, It was amazing. And again, there was a lot of challenges I think what you said uh, is uh, very true of like you're away from home um, and it can be quite a challenge to just be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But I always, whenever I had those feelings of like being homesick or, you know, just having a tough time, missing people, missing friends, like feeling maybe a little bit like overwhelmed. It's just like, yeah, I'm on a mission here. I'm here not just for me, not just for my comfort. I'm not touring the world. It's not eat, pray, love. It's like I chose to be a missionary. And, um, so then after Ecuador, I did a couple other smaller trips, um, where I went to El Salvador, went to Guatemala, and I kind of helped out on a couple other smaller trips, uh, in Central America. One thing I liked about uh, the missionary work was actually saying the word missionary. I know you kind of hinted at like not idolizing it or idolatrizing. Idolizing? Idolizing. (laughs) But I like um, I like the idea of saying a missionary because it, there's a lot of power in that word. And when you say to someone like, "Hey, I'm a missionary," people aren't like, "Oh, like what do you do? You 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 sell real estate?" Like everyone knows what that means. And you, I said it enough times to people like in the Philippines when I'm first getting there to people that are a part of the mission. But it's like, "Oh, I'm like the new missionary. I'm the new missionary. Oh, I'm a missionary." It gave a sense of agency and ownership to what I was doing. Um, did you feel the same about that? 
you're right. There was a reminder within myself when I used the term that reminded me I was on mission. Yeah, because there's no hiding it when you say you're a missionary. doesn't matter what country you're in. doesn't matter what state you're in. It's like... Right. It's a, it's a straight answer. And what would you say is something that you learned just kind of from traveling all over the world, really doing missionary work? So, yeah, a few things. Obviously, I learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about other people in different cultures. Not everyone is able or called to do this kind of radical missionary work that we did, um, this service work. But I learned a few key lessons that I've taken with me from those years of being a missionary, and they've helped shape my point of view of how I live my life, how I view the world, how I view my relationship with people. Okay, so one thing I've learned as a direct result from being a missionary is like, what is our calling in life? We talk about this sometimes, Tanya. Like, what is what is Jesus calling us to do? Well, it's to love God above all things and love one another. So it's like sometimes that takes a radical outlook or sometimes it looks radical where it's like we were doing missionary work, like loving someone else, like in this radical way, like helping, you know, orphans in Ecuador. That It's radical. But also it's like if someone doesn't say thank you when you open the door for them, it's like, am I going to get upset? Because they didn't say thank you. It's like, hey, don't you don't you know what I've done? I've helped orphans before. Like, you should be saying thank you to me. You know, it's like, well, actually, like, we need to be radically loving everyone as well. Not just people who are in need, but, like, loving everyone in our life I've come in contact with. Something else that I took from that missionary work and I now apply to in my everyday life is to being committed to um, loving all of those around me in my day-to-day life and loving the greater community around me especially those in need. Um, It can be hard to know that there's people suffering. Well, it's like, okay, what do we do about it? I can't change world hunger. I can't change, um, you know, people suffering in the world. What could I do? But I say like, okay, I know I can't fix everything, but I'm committed to fixing a little bit. So yeah, like I do try to give some money to organizations. I do try to give some time. I'm still involved with the organization from Ecuador. Um, and it's not a ton in my life. It's not like every day I'm going to soup kitchens, you know, like giving my time. But it's a part of my life. I'm committed to being involved with organizations and people who are serving those in need um, and serving others. So I want to be a part of it, whether it's on the money giving side, the time giving side. Um, but I'm still committed to being involved in caring for the needy in any way I can and caring for those in my everyday life like our everyday life, um, you know, knowing that, like, what does the city around us need? What do the people around us need in um, our life? And then be committed to being a person of action with that. So that's why I say just because I can't fix everything doesn't mean I can't give anything. Right. So, you know, the two cents of the well, you know, I just I know I can give something a little bit of time, a little bit of money. And that's like a part of my life. I want it to be a part of our life. I know it is. And I want it to be part of our kids lives lives um where it's we're not just saying oh well there's so many problems in the world and we can't fix it all so oh well throw my hands up and just like put my head down my phone and just like send out another text or make a tiktok or you know it's like no like i'm committed to at least giving a little bit to like helping out a little bit and then lastly like the biggest thing for me like attitude wise was gratitude um i came back from my time um of being a missionary and just having an attitude of gratitude. 
it's like I'm grateful for my relationships. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for the things in my life. I'm grateful for running water. I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had. I'm grateful for everything in my life. My parents, my siblings, my friends. I'm grateful for the people in my life. Um, and then saying like, I'm going to practice gratitude. I just want to have a state of gratitude. I'm grateful for things in my life. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me was in full circle here was learning how to give of self and was lear- learning the intentionality that it takes to genuinely give of yourself all the time. And that's what I want to strive for, to give of myself all the time, no matter what I'm doing, give of myself to you, give myself to our future kids, give of myself to my coworkers, whoever is in front of me at the moment. And that requires intentionality, which is something I really, really learned well. That's awesome. That's amazing, Tanya. And I think in our marriage, it allowed us the fact that we both were missionaries. It kind of allowed us to enter our marriage in this mindset of now what is our mission as a married couple? What do we want to give of self as a married couple? Which was so cool to to know that we were both kind of on that same page and understood that we had that power to say we want to be on mission for what we believe in and my spouse is on board with me. Exactly. We were able to connect on being missionaries um, and then we went into a marriage being like, hey, like we're on a mission together. We had our individual missions, now we're on a mission together. I think that was very beautifully said. So to wrap it all up, I think it was a very fruitful time for us to uh, be missionaries. It was a very special time to have uh, that time to, like you say, give of self. Um, And now in our life, our mission, building our family, being better husband and wife to each other, continually growing our family. Um, But even this podcast comes into the picture um, because, you know, I think it's on our hearts to celebrate marriage. Um, And I know that maybe it's not looked at as something positive in the world, but we know that it is. So part of our mission is to like, hey, let's show our marriage through this podcast. Well, to anyone out there, let us know if you have any questions about being a missionary, if you're going on a mission trip, if you feel um, like you want to go on a mission trip, or even about the mission in your own life, your day-to-day life, in your job, in your career, in your community, in your church, wherever you are. Email us if you have any questions. Email us any of your thoughts on this, because I'd love to hear, I think we'd love to hear what you guys think about like this mission mindset um, and anything you do in your life right now that helps with that or any challenges or lessons you've learned along the way. Yeah, and also feel free to share your mission if you have done like radical missionary work or even if you, you know, you graduated college and you wrote down like your life mission, what that was, um, please share it with us because we always want to hear. Yeah, because we're all on a mission to somewhere. Okay, time for another installment of our wildly popular hit series or hit segment, That Thing You Do. Today, Tanya, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I have a question for Tanya today. Tanya, That Thing You Do, why are you so good at Super Mario Brothers? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. I didn't see that one coming. Um, Yeah, so I... 
have started playing Super Mario Brothers again, like the old school one, the one from the 90s, um, recently because one of our friends bought like the updated, I don't know, it's like a box with all the like 90s Nintendo games if you guys want it. And he lent it to us, and I was so impressed. I got to, like, World 8, you guys. <laughs> if anybody remembers the worlds, um, I got to World 8, and I couldn't believe how good I still still was. What about me? How good am I? You legit, I legit thought at times that you were joking. Like, I thought you were doing it on purpose to try and be funny. <laughs> Nope, you just aren't good at it. <laughs> um, I'd say I'm good at it, though, because, I mean, I grew up playing it. I surprisingly didn't play it all the time. I mean, I know there are kids that grew up playing Nintendo, like, all day, every day. We we weren't allowed to. Um, but even further than that, like, I didn't like doing it all day, every day. Um, but I am very good I like the technique just kind kind of all came rushing back to me and I don't know why I'm good at it but I am okay so that's it for us today everyone thank you so much for listening make sure you go uh, subscribe to us on iTunes follow us on Spotify leave us a review leave us a worded review on Apple Podcasts um, we really appreciate you guys reaching out, taking the time to write reviews, um, sending us emails. It really means so much to us. And we're so happy to be building something here, which is, you know, touching people's lives. We hope so. And I really love receiving the emails. It is actually the highlight of our day when we like get a new email from somebody. So keep them coming. We really, really do love them. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who sent us emails. We absolutely love it. Thank you so much. It means so much to us um, to have you guys write to us. So send us an email with anything you think uh, about Super Mario Brothers, missionary work. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.